Welcome to Geeky Poetic Podcast. Where movie's so good, we review it twice. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? What is up? What's up? Welcome back to Geeking Poetic Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Across this noisy glass table that Megan keeps pounding on is my erstwhile <laughs> friend and companion, none other known as... Vito Marchese. And then the pound hound over here. He <laughs> <laughs> keeps banging on the table, making all the racket, trying to dial in these microphones just right. And then Megan's got to keep banging on the table. It's fun. Yeah. You look like you're having fun when you do it. I, totally. Yeah. We should get noise suppressing foam for the table before we get it for the room. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we'll just stuff a bunch of foam here underneath the glass and everything. That'll look awesome. Totally. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, known as over here in the middle, we have... Megan Gas. And I have a bug on my microphone. You do? Really? A, dude, that's... How perfect. I think that's an ant. Oh, it's Anthony. It's ant. It's oh, hi Anthony. Is it really? Yeah, it's a little flying ant. Oh, great. <laughs> if he starts playing drums, we're keeping him. Yeah, it's a little flying ant. He can How? keep Mr. Pickles company. I'm gonna have another ant problem this summer. Oh boy. Son of a bitch. Well, it's fitting that we're gonna talk about a movie that yeah, features Ant Man. That's true. Because what we're here to talk about today is we are going to do. <laughs> Vito's just staring. Vito's just staring at this ant crawling all over Megan's stand. Just like we're like amused by it, and Vito's like, "Son, Son of a, of a bitch." bitch. <laughs> <sighs> We are here to talk today. We're going to just do a little <laughs> audio cast. We figured you don't need to look at our mugs because uh, yeah. you already you already saw the uh, the video when we did for this. But we are going to talk about Avengers Endgame. Some of you are going to say, but wait a minute. Didn't you guys already talk about Avengers Endgame? Well, not really. We barely, barely. scratched anything to do with that movie because mm -hmm. we didn't want to spoil it for you because we literally saw it like what the night it came out. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. We saw it on opening night. And then we went and saw it again, and now that the ban is lifted, right? We can gab about it now, right? Yeah, because the uh, the Russos, the directors, and Kevin Feige, and all of them in charge, kind of asked people, said, "Hey, don't be douchebags, don't spoil it," because there's a lot of surprises in this movie. So they kind of imposed a ban on people, and most people abided by it. There was mm -hmm. there was some people that didn't. But, uh, yeah, that's long since gone. Everybody's been yapping about this. And, uh, you know, the movie's been out for like three weeks now, almost. Something like that. Two and a half weeks, whatever it is. I mean, maybe it's two weeks. Two weeks? I forget. Right at two weeks. Yeah, it's right yeah. about that. So it's been out for a couple of weeks. So it's We're going to have the DVD like next week, I think, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no? Yeah, probably. But, uh, yeah, so we thought we'd talk about it, especially because we actually had a bunch of you guys uh say to us oh i'm really curious to hear what you guys think for real about this movie because <laughs> they watched the uh the spoiler free one and said okay well cool you guys liked it or in some cases not mm. sure if they liked it yeah we're still gonna debate about that <laughs> but people want to hear 
more. We weren't sure if we were even going to do this. We were like, oh, you know, maybe. But once I heard you guys saying, like, no, we want to hear what you think, then all, all right. right. We're here I, to please. Yeah. So we're here to talk about it. Um, first and foremost, let me address the fact that as of recording right now, this movie has uh, made at the box office internationally. All, so it's including North America and elsewhere. It has made $2.5 billion. What? That's insane. Actually, more than that. It's closer to $2.6 billion. Wow. It is the fastest grossing movie of all time. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it has also moved into the second most profitable box office movie of all time behind Avatar. Hmm. Wow, Avatar did that? <laughs> Fucking A. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I haven't, seen, I haven't Avatar. seen Avatar. I just knew it was a ripoff of Fern Gully, so I just never wanted to watch it's it. Totally, it is a ripoff of Fern right? Gully. Yeah. Exactly. It can't reach Fern Gully. Yeah, no, but it can't. It's good. <laughs> Fucking Fern Gully ripoff, motherfuckers. <laughs> I've never seen... I, I here's the thing. I'm being one of those people. I know. I know. I can't help it. Every now and then you just got to throw me a bone. All right. I'm being one of those people that's judging it without having really properly seen it. But I, I know the whole story. Of course I do, because I've read it and I'll read up on it and stuff. And you've seen Fern Gully. And I've seen Fern Gully <laughs> and I've seen parts of it and everything. And it's just like, eh, there's nothing about it that makes me go like, man, maybe I should see this, you know? And the bits I've seen of it, I'm like, because people were like, Avatar's amazing. You haven't seen it? Oh, my God, you should see it. It looks amazing. So I was like, whoa. So then I watched parts of it. And I went, this looks like ass. <laughs> <laughs> this blue fucks look like assholes. Like, I can't stand even the way they look at you with those, eye <laughs> those eyes. I'm making the face now. That weird cat face. Yeah. Kind of. I'm like, this looks like shit. And then, like I said, and then I read the story and I'm like, wait a minute. I I know this story already. Now that doesn't completely discredit it as being no good, but I don't. You know, much like the band Ghost, I just I don't get it. It's like okay, I've already seen and heard this before. There's nothing about it that makes this the greatest thing of all time. But people apparently know better than I do because it's the greatest grossing movie of all time. So that's nuts, man. It is nuts. It's the yeah. So. Avengers Endgame has surpassed Titanic. Think about that. Damn. I know. I'm okay with that. Yeah, we'll see, because you and I are the, the Avatar dissers, and she's the Titanic really? hater. What kind I of woman are you? I what the hype is about. <laughs> you got to be like the only female I've ever met that feels that way about Titanic. Yeah, I just it's, like, it's okay, I guess. I just don't get what the big hype is about. You know what the ending is. <laughs> like you're not gonna get anything special, right? Right. So anyway, what were yeah, you sorry. for? Yeah, I know. Here we go again. <laughs> well, anyway, so the point is, is that this movie is just doing gangbusters. It's it's incredible. I mean, I knew this was gonna be big. I mean, it's the culmination of all yeah. these movies, and but wow, I didn't know it was gonna be this big because it's like far surpassed um, Infinity War. Like Infinity War, I think only made like a fraction of this much. Um, let me look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, Infinity War. Well, okay. First of all, it grossed this movie. Endgame grossed uh, 
over two billion dollars in eleven days. Avatar took forty seven days. Wow. To make two bill. Now, granted, that was how many years ago, too. Right. But so you know, inflation and things like that. But I wonder if there's gonna be a resurgence of like the summer blockbuster, like where a studio dumps, you know, the most amount of money ever spent in the history of movies that summer, and then they make it big. Mm. You know, I wonder if that's gonna be a trend now in Hollywood. If these smaller budget movies aren't going to get made as much, that would suck. Anthony's on my computer now. <laughs> wow, he's fast moving. Yeah, that's a fast ant. Wow. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think it is. I do. I totally do. I think that they're eking their way back towards that now because you. I mean, first of all, because Disney owns everything, and Disney's all about big blockbuster type yeah. movies, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that they've been announcing. Because speaking of, they're going to do three movies following up Avatar now. They've already announced they're going to do another Star Wars trilogy. Um, it's going to be, but I'm if I understand, it's going to be like a new story. It's I don't think it's going to have like you know, three PO and R two D two and shit in it. So I'm so I'm and the interesting thing from what I heard is the Star Wars thing is supposed to be helmed by the people that are doing Game of Thrones. Hmm. So it might be a little more epic and dark and i'm kind of down with that at this point but anyway uh yeah i i do think that these marvel movies have brought that back because i know at the beginning of the uh 2000s the 21st century it seemed like that was sort of considered a thing of the past you know we had a lot of they had their last gasp then in the 90s uh which we'll talk about eventually talk about summer blockbusters and things of the 90s but um I I can't see how they making this kind of money. I can't see how they're not going to. It's kind of funny that they're talking about waiting a while before they do any more Marvel movies. Like you'd think they'd want to jump on that a little bit quicker unless they've gotten a little shy about that because of the whole Star Wars debacle. Well, that now they have so much to choose from. They kind of need to step back and decide where they're going to go with everything. Right. Instead of just half-ass go in real quick just to put out a movie, I'd rather them take their time and put out something good. Oh, I'm I'm totally down with that. Yeah, I'd I'd rather they not rush it out. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying I'm kind of surprised they didn't have at least have announcements more ready because I thought like after Endgame was going to come out and everything that they'd be like. Okay, now we're going to announce that on this date, it's going to be Doctor Strange 2, and then we're going to release Submariner, and we're going to, you know what I mean? And they're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to wait on all that. It's like, oh, interesting. Mm Kind of give them props for, like, having that sort of uh, restraint. Yeah. You know? I don't know where Anthony went. He went crawling off somewhere. He'll he'll be back. I'm sure he will. But, um, so... Another good thing about us waiting a little while to do this full spoilerific review, um, which again, if you people will put it in the title and everything, it this there is nothing's going to be held back. It's all spoilers, so don't go whining about it. If you're like you ruined it, it's like you fucking douchebag. What did you listen to it for then? <laughs> Says right there, like come on, man. you had two weeks, you had two or weeks more. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you had two weeks. <laughs> you blew it. but anyway um but now that we've had two weeks to kind of absorb it and uh you guys saw it twice i've seen it uh five times five (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we've had enough time to really stew about it. And so I kind of want to go around and just get like preliminary thing. I mean, you, you sort of stated your general feelings in the uh, spoiler free review, but like starting with you, Vito, like what is your opinion of this movie? Your general opinion before we get into the, the nitty gritty. Fucking awesome. Yeah. And that's really saying something kind of like I mentioned before. That's really saying something coming from Vito because Vito is not a a Marvel or a superhero fanboy by any means. <laughs> I've actually suffered superhero burnout like multiple times. But then I'll go watch one of these movies and it's like, oh, yeah, these are actually really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and this was no exception, man. It was epic. It was emotional. It was like the it had the perfect ending for me. And the perfect ending to the series or this phase three of whatever they're doing, right? Right, right. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Great time in the theater. Right. Glad I got to see it twice. Right. I probably would have gone another time if I had more time. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Right. Well, I might be able to hook you up with yeah, that. Okay. Well. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about that. Anyway. Megan, now yours was the dissenting opinion when we saw it the first time. You were the one that seemed quite underwhelmed. Has that changed at all since seeing it again? I, I guess I softened a little bit towards it, but I'm still a little underwhelmed. Interesting. But it, it, I have to admit, it was better the second time, I think, because I had like a week or two or whatever it was before we went and saw it again to kind of absorb it and think about it and look up some stuff about it. So I caught more things the second time, and it did actually make was more emotional for me the second time. Okay. For some reason, because like with Tony dying and stuff like that, was didn't affect me at all. I was like, okay, whatever. But the second time, it did. Okay. So maybe I just missed the subtle things that made it so emotional the first time. I don't know, but but I don't know. There's just still something about it that I'm still underwhelmed about. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll delve into that. We'll see if we can get to the bottom of that. Yeah, we'll see because I, I can't put my finger on it. Right. And as for me, um, I guess I'm still I'm I'm still kind of somewhere in the middle. Although now that I've seen it so many times, I enjoy it much more than when I first saw it, and we did that that spoiler free review mm -hmm. like when i saw it i leaned i think more towards your way of thinking on it okay that i enjoyed it but mm, i don't know and now after i've watched it more i really really fucking like that movie <laughs> like i really like that movie now that's not to say that i don't still have some complaints about some of the things in the movie um because i do but the parts of it that i like I love, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the parts that I really like, I, I, I'm solid on that. And there's things that I have kind of warmed up to now, I guess that the initial shock or disappointment or whatever has kind of worn off on me. There's things that I'm like that I, when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, I, like I said in the other review, I was like, Oh, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm used to it, I'm like, Oh, okay. You know? I mean, do you guys want to just like delve into it, start Let's talking it. about all these things? Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I don't I don't want to I don't want to dwell too much on negative because mm -hmm. we've always tried not to do that. 
But let's just sort of get some of the let's get those points sort of more out of the way before we go on about like the things that we did like. Okay. So I think these are going to be the things that are going to be a little bit more debatable amongst <laughs> us. You know, one of the things, speaking for me, one of the things that I wasn't feeling the first time I saw it and I've warmed up a little, a little bit to it or I've just gone numb to it mm-hmm. was some of the humor. Agreed. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm actually the opposite. The first time we watched it, I was like, damn, this is really fucking funny. And I got into it. The second time we watched it, I was like. Oh, that's really lame, actually. You know. <laughs> well, but I think that's that's kind of typical of a lot of humor. I mean, some really good humor, like you can watch it a million times and it's going to make you laugh each time. But I think, yeah, and I think that's the problem. I think a lot of the humor in this movie was kind of cheap humor. Yeah, it was yes. cheap humor for sure. Yeah, I was expecting to get a good lot of laughs, enjoy it, and I, I, I didn't. Like when we saw like Ant Man and Wasp, like exactly those jokes were kind of corny, but they were weren't like, like cheap, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. Well, what's funny about that is that I felt like one of you know, and rightfully so, because he's so goddamn funny in everything he does. I thought one of the people that was genuinely funny throughout this movie was Paul Rudd. Yes, you know, Ant Man. He was he was great. Like there was no scene with him in it that I didn't like. Like, he really has become one of, to me, one of the best characters in the MCU. Agreed. Which is funny, because I didn't think he was going to be that for me at all. Right. Mm-hmm. I, you like, weren't that interested. Because I love Paul Rudd as a comedian outside of, you know, superhero movie. But then I saw Ant-Man. I was like, actually, this works really, really well. Especially in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. I, I yeah. love that movie so much. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I do, too. Yeah. No, and, and, yeah, it's it's interesting that that would happen, because... In as much as that I I love Iron Man, I love Captain America and all that kind of stuff, I've, I'm at the point where now I'm like, you know, because again, spoilers, that, you know, Iron Man and Captain America are gone. <laughs> as far as we know, that this was it. This was the end of their story. I'm like totally okay with that. I'm like, okay, good. That's fine because give me more Ant-Man. Give me more uh, Black Panther. Give me more Doctor Strange. Give me more Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Give me more Scarlet Witch. Like, mm-hmm. I want more of those characters. I have grown to love those and become so intrigued by those characters that I want more of that. And I think that this movie did a pretty good job, at least, of setting that up for me. Yes, I can I can agree with that. You know, um, but where the characters it really let me down on, even though they had moments, don't get me wrong, but the characters that really let me down, I know Vito's going to agree with me on this, <laughs> is Hulk yes, and oh Thor. God, yes. Yeah. And Thor. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say both characters were, you know, bad. They weren't bad. And especially when we get to the final battle and Hulk or uh, Thor finally kind of Gets his shit together. Gets his shit together, (laughs) sort of, kind of. Yeah, kind of gets his shit together. Um, Becomes the god of thunder again, like Mm -hmm. he should be. Like, that was awesome, but I don't know, man. I felt like, and now they're going to drag it on into Guardians 3 with the whole fat, drunk Thor kind of thing. And I'm like, you man. You think he's still going to be fat and drunk? I hope I don't know. It would fit with that series, wouldn't it? It would, and that's what I'm Maybe. worried about. 
Yeah, I hope not. Or do you I, think they're going to go more serious? Because I liked them more with the Guardians <clears throat> in an Infinity War than I did in this part. But seeing that scene made me really excited for Guardians 3 because I would love that dynamic if it was like in an Infinity War. Yeah. Not in game. Yeah, the Infinity War dynamic was better than, than this one for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that a better balanced Thor like you got in Ragnarok where there was plenty of comedy there. Right. But also still him kind of being Thor, being a badass mm-hmm. still, you know, and kind of sort of still troubled and angsty, you know, at, you know, at odds, you know, with his role in the universe or whatever. I, you know. Yeah. I bring like- me the Infinity War comedy mm. between him and Rocket, not in game between him and Rocket. I just, I didn't find that amusing in any form. Well, they barely, yeah, and they barely had those two even together. Yeah. And they, they kind of took away the him and Rocket thing, in which I thought they were going to well, continue. Well, except for when they went to get the stone and stuff, they were together. But even they separated them then, yeah, I guess. They, so <laughs> never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, again, that's one thing I expected more from, and I didn't get it. Yeah. So there yeah. we go. One down. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what? Even that, and they even kind of took that a little too far. But even that scene, they redeemed that scene with Rocket and him going going back in time to uh, Asgard. Mm-hmm. They redeemed that with the whole Rene Russo. Uh, is his mother kind of coming in and talking like that was like a good necessary scene but i kind of hoped that now granted i guess there wasn't there really wasn't much time after that but i really kind of hoped that after him talking to his mother like that and everything that that was going to be what was going to like you know no pun intended snap thor out of his (laughs) snap him out of his funk and make him like it would have, I guess, I guess it just doesn't work that way. But when he grabbed those and he summoned the, the, the lightning to the start of the battle at the end and he grabbed the, the hammer and the axe and then all of a sudden his beard suddenly was braided, braided and, and all this and, and all this shit. And it's like when he was like that, I thought maybe we'd get like the slimmer, tougher Thor, but it, it was still he as we saw then by the follow up scene at the end with him and Valkyrie and the, the Guardians that he's still basically like goofy, fat, drunk yeah. Thor. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, really? I, I had higher hopes than that. <laughs> and then as far as the Hulk thing. <sighs> that that selfie scene at the diner or whatever. Oh that was God. the second time I was like, oh, man, let's <laughs> let's pass this part like really quickly now. <laughs> First time I saw, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's kind of okay. It's kind of funny." But the then, funniest part in it mm-hmm. is Paul Rudd again. You know, yeah. he is funny. Just take the goddamn camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was funny, you know. But the rest of it not so funny. No. Yeah, I don't. It's funny because you know what? I like. I like Ruffalo. I like Mark Ruffalo. I like him as Bruce Banner. Like I, mm-hmm. I like having Banner in there. I don't care for Hulk. You know, I'm so I'm so picky about my Hulk, man. You know, like it's Lou Ferrigno or nothing, man. It kind of is in a way, but not exactly. I just like I, you know, when I liked the Hulk, and again, I know you're going to say, well, and maybe this would make a difference for you because I know you don't like the Hulk. Mm-mm. The Hulk in Age of Ultron. I haven't seen Age of Ultron. Okay, so. see, you need to see okay. it. Okay. Um. The Hulk in Age of Ultron, it's a whole 
it's really cool. For one thing, it sets up the whole dynamic between him and Natasha okay. and stuff. And just the way they it's it's I can go on forever about this, but just trust me. The way they set up the Hulk in that movie, I really liked the Hulk. Because up till that, even in the first Avengers movie, I didn't care for the Hulk. I was mm-hmm. like, eh, he still looks kind of wonky and they just make him kind of goofy and like this scene at the end of the Avengers when he just punches Thor, you know, out of nowhere, you know, kind of thing. I was like, okay, they're making him like a big goofy yeah. goofball mm-hmm. knucklehead. But in Age of Ultron, he's very serious. Like, it's a totally different thing. And especially the way they balance out uh, Banner, Banner and-, and him. And the, it's awesome. And the, again, the story between him and Natasha, it's great. So it'd be worth you watching it. But... Now, that, is that the one where he's like throwing Loki all over the place? Which one is no, that? No, that was the first one. That was the first one. Okay. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That was funny. <laughs> it was funny, but they but they just made him like a big clod, you know? Mm-hmm. And the second one, it gets way more complex. Both characters, Banner and him, which then led to Ragnarok. That's why he wound up on the other planet right. and all this stuff. And Ragnarok, Hulk and Ragnarok, it was okay. It was all right, you know? But I know some people sit there. I just argued with, Matt, my buddy Matt, mm-hmm. that, that said Thor Ragnarok's the best Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. I'm like, no. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're just wrong. I know everybody <laughs> has an opinion, but you're just wrong. It's not the best Marvel movie. It's ever. good. It's, it's up there if you listen to my top five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll link to that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I don't know. Just the whole... The Professor Hulk thing, I wasn't against the idea of doing Professor Hulk, but I just... I didn't like the outcome. I didn't... I thought they could have done better with it. They made him too like, oh, hey, what do you know? And it's like, and I thought, to me, the Professor Hulk in the comic books was more like studious... Like Beast. Yes. Right? Yeah, more like Beast from X-Men, you know? Like that kind of thing, you know? And I, I... I felt more like... It was all Bruce Banner except for he got the big, big, Physical. big and green. Right. Exactly. There was no compromise there. He's like, well, I'll let you be big and green, but I'm everything else. Right. And There's I, no middle ground. Right. And I felt like there needs to, so if you're going to be Hulk, there's still got to be some of that rage. Exactly. He's like, ugh. I, like, bang. I was like, I, I didn't find that funny at all. I didn't get that part at all. Like, why was Captain telling him, oh, yeah, and go smash a few things while you're at it or something? Like. Is he supposed to act like he's... The other Hulk, so he's not standing out? But the other Hulk is much bigger than he is, and he just ran that way, so why you... I, I just didn't get it. I don't know if I missed something or... Yeah, I, I think the whole point was they saw that the Hulk was there, and it was like, all right, you got to go out there and see... You got to go out on the street and go find what the, the, the ancient one and uh, everything, so go pretend to be the Hulk, you know, because you're, oh. you're, you're the Hulk. So if you're going to be out there as the Hulk, you got to be like, that okay. time a Hulk, you know what I mean? Otherwise, people are going to be like, holy shit, there's two Hulks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I see. So I get that. But yeah, I was just like when he's like, oh, I think it's gratuitous, but whatever. And I was like, come on, man. Like, you know, I just I don't know. They, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. Some people loved it. I saw people. Some people were like, yeah, oh, they thought I had it was some great. coworkers that absolutely love that part. And like, Ugh. They love the Ugh. Hulk thing. I just thought it could have been better. Yeah, exactly. Um, I expected more. There we go. Two things. Right. <laughs> now, Vito, what about you? Uh, I know aside from like the humor stuff, was there any other thing? Was there any stuff that you felt was kind of a letdown? 
Mm. Letdown, no, but I didn't the the whole Ronin thing with Hawkeye. Right. I I don't know the backstory to Ronin. I didn't even know that was a thing. So right. I didn't know why that had to be in there. Like I understand why he would have done that to avenge because his family died, but it didn't it's like, like one do extreme anything. to another. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, I didn't whole, think it really set up anything. Well, it didn't, and that I I'm gonna agree with you on that. The so the Ronan thing, yeah. The whole point of that, the way they utilized it, obviously in the movie, was that he couldn't cope with his family dying, and what he really couldn't cope with was the idea that there were all these villains. Essentially, there were all these you know Mexican mafia, Japanese uh, yakuza, all these like killers you know horrible people out there that they got to live but his family had to die yeah and that's what that yakuza boss was saying to him we didn't do anything to you and and ronan said well it's the fact that my family other innocent people died but you got to live and you're a you're a fucking evil criminal it's like nope so it's kind of like Ronan was doing more of his own uh, Thanos thing, right? balancing out yeah. the scales, going, nope, if if innocent people had to disappear, then you don't get to be here because you're evil. You know, you're a criminal. So he just went, yeah, he went total rogue. That I thought was fucking great. Like, I love that. I love that concept. I love the concept that that Natasha was kind of keeping her distance, but like keeping an eye on what he was doing that whole time and just like heartbroken, knowing knowing that Clint was just off his rocker and wanting so bad to like help him or stop him or give him something, you know what I mean? And just knowing that like, there's nothing, no, she, could do there's nothing she could do about it. And then not until she got presented with an, that's why she said to him, like, I'm sorry, I didn't give you hope sooner, you know, mm-hmm. love it. Jeremy Renner is fucking awesome as Hawkeye. Love the character, loved the whole idea of the Ronin thing. I really wish they would have done more with it. He always right. gets the short end of the stick in these movies. Yeah. Me. I mean, he's such a cool character. I know. He was my favorite guy to play in the Avengers uh, stand-up arcade game back in the <laughs> 90s, right? <laughs> but Yeah, and I mean, for a long time, Hawkeye was the leader of his own Avengers team, man. Hmm. He was leader was he? of West Coast Avengers, man. Fucking West Coast. West Coast Avengers, man. That, came, that comic came out in 1984. <laughs> I've got was it. Was he wearing the purple? Um, Fuck yeah, yeah, he was. Classic Hawkeye outfit, <laughs> and that was that was that was my yeah, man. I bought West Coast Avengers off the racks when it came out. Mm. I love that comic series. <laughs> so, and Hawkeye was one of my all-time favorite Avengers. You know, when I was when I was a kid, Hawkeye, dude, like way more than Captain America or anything. I loved Hawkeye. So anyway, yeah, I really, but especially in the, you know, because the Ronin thing is the thing in the comics, too. Okay. I really, really hoped they were going to do more with that. And and it ended up just being like a little transitional thing to be like, well, what's he been up to? It's like, man, they could have done so much more. I mean, it's a it's a minor complaint in the grand scheme of things, but they should have done more with that. And then one other thing is him and Natasha, like. Was there a history between them that I missed? I always thought it was the Hulk and Natasha. Okay, no, there's there's romantic history only between Hulk and Natasha. Right. No, the the whole thing between them is that he she used to be a Russian assassin. He was sent by Shield to kill her. Okay. It was his mission that he was supposed to take her out. And we don't know the rest of the story because I'm sure they're going to tell it eventually. Mm-hmm. But 
he made a he went off the you know the, off the mission off the plan he made a judgment call for whatever reason to spare her and he spared her life he spared her all this kind of stuff and then obviously helped to further train her and integrate her into shield obviously somehow talked nick fury and them into accepting her instead of you know eliminating her so that's the whole thing is they were they were like it was like the whole classic kind of like partners you know like cop partners or you know war buddies kind of thing it's like but he felt very responsible for her so that's why like especially her dying the way she did when she sacrificed herself for him not allowing him to make the sacrifice like that's why like tremendous guilt there on his part. i see okay which again i mean i guess that's I guess that's projected, but it's almost too bad that they didn't at some point have more of a chance to tell a little more of that backstory Mm -hmm. so that when she did do that, you'd get even more of a sense of like, damn. They should have done that when she found him in Japan or something, spent five minutes to show that backstory Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. They've had opportunities. I'm get well, they're going to supposedly they're still planning on doing this Black Widow movie, Mm. even though she sacrificed herself for the stone. How'd you guys feel about that whole thing, about the whole Black Widow thing? Um, it was pretty much a shocker the first yeah. time I saw it. Well, yeah, it's not going to shock you yeah. the second time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I don't know, it kind of came out of left field, to be honest with you, because I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I knew something was going to happen. I mean, right. you had to get the Soul Stone, but I thought Hawkeye was going to die. Right. Just because Natasha's a much more important character. Than Hawkeye is, or maybe that you know? said they'd figure some other, yeah, I guess, you know, scheme out. They could pull something else out of their hat that they were gonna do to, in order to get that Soul Stone. Yeah, that that was the one thing that took me by surprise. I didn't know that was gonna happen. I was like, oh, really? Yeah, you didn't spoil that part for you? No, really? Okay. No, because it wasn't in the spoilers that I read. Nice, good. <laughs> yeah, that part wasn't in there, so I was like, oh, okay. Um. I feel like Natasha is kind of, you know, everybody's going to think of Tony Stark as being like the great hero of this movie because he made that ultimate sacrifice. And in so many respects, I guess he is. He's the one that helped figure out time travel and all that other kind of shit. But to me, the real hero, the real just, you know, the person who really gave it all and was just true blue from beginning to end was black widow that is to me the hero of this story because black widow she held it all together for how long right she was you know like by a thread but she still held it all together Mm -hmm. she's like the one avenger that always kept her actual hero yeah (laughs) kept it together and she had no superpowers she has no extra, like extraordinary powers other than being extremely skilled and smart and all this and witty and all this stuff. Um, she kept it, always kept it together. And she's the one that had nothing to gain mm-hmm. because everybody else pretty much had something to gain. Like if Tony brought people back, then Spider-Man would come back, you know, if, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Everybody there had some kind of like thing to gain from it. I would, I would say, you know, they had the, and I feel like 
Natasha just simply was like, somebody has to do like I have to, you know, Tony walked away. He walked away from the fucking Avengers. He walked away from all that. I mean, Cap was even kind of half out the door. That's what he was like. Maybe we should just maybe we should just close up shop. Maybe we're done with this. I'm just going to go do AA meetings anymore, you know, and (laughs) all this kind of stuff like he was doing. And, 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 you know, everybody else was kind of like, ah, whatever, you know, Captain Marvel's like, hey, look, I got to go look at the rest of the universe and get a new haircut. You got to get get a new haircut. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But Natasha just unwavered and she didn't even think twice when it came down to, well, she's going to have to give her life to it. It was just like, yep, I'm, I'm doing this. There's like, there was no like, man, I can't believe I have to do this. It was just like, nope, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, she did it willingly, al- almost with a smile on her face. Like again, And it's like, to me, and none of the rest of the movie would have happened the way it did if she didn't make that sacrifice because it was the only way to get that stone. There were all sorts of other confangled ways to get the rest of the stones, yeah. as we proved, because they screwed up in New York. Yeah. But that was the only way to get that stone. So... I, I don't know, man. To me, like, she is the great hero of this whole story. It's just, I don't know. And I don't feel like I see enough people saying that when I see, like, stuff, reviews and things mm-hmm. I've seen about it. You know, people acknowledge, oh, she made a sacrifice, but they talk about, you know, Tony Stark and Iron and and Captain America. And I'm like, man, you know. They all had something to fucking gain from this and everything. It's like, I mean, yeah, okay, I get it that Stark died, but still, I don't know. So did she. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and yeah. It's the only way to make it happen. Yeah. Stark couldn't have done that without her sacrifice. Yeah. So, um, Meg, what's your... Let's get to your because this is probably going to mainly take up most of the time. What's your so what's your biggest beef then with this movie? I think my biggest beef is Captain America. Okay. And his ending. Hmm. Because I feel like Tony Stark always always said like he can't be that good. He, you know he's got to have be selfish or whatever it is. He, there's no way he could be that good. It's all just an act or whatever like that. And then he basically just proved Tony right. I mean I get like you were saying earlier that they kind of switched roles where Tony ended up being the selfless one and saved everybody at the cost of his own life, and then Captain did Tony's thing and kind of did something selfless for himself. Selfish for himself. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just feel like they could have still had the same results, but for a different reason. Like if they sent Captain, there's somebody had to go back, but it's like a one-way trip back. Like nobody could come back. Then Captain said, okay, I'm going to sacrifice myself. I'm going back. And then he could go back and live his life and everything. It still creates another timeline. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or like say if Cap would have gone back like with one of the other guys, like Ant-Man or something like that. And something happened to one of the uh, time travel wristbands. So only one of them could come back. back And Cap was like, this is my time. This isn't your time. You've got a you've got a daughter. You've got a family. Mm -hmm. Take it. Go. I'll stuck. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that until just this. That's a good point. That would have been more More true to his character. and What we knew and loved about Captain America. He's true. He's by the book. 
he he's selfless. But why don't you explain why you have such a problem with him? Do why you think it's so selfish? Because people might be like, well, so what if he went back in time? You know, I don't blame him. He wants to go back in time and be. Because the the ancient one specifically told them, "You, I'm only giving you this stone, so you guys can do this, but you have to bring it back exactly each one where you got them." Because you're going to create these extra timelines. And get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to fuck everybody else over. You cannot do that. You have to bring it directly back to where you got it. And so he does all that. And he's like, you know what? I miss my girl. I'm just going to go back and create this other fucking timeline anyway for himself. Right. And I just find that very selfish for Captain America. I mean, if what you told me, like... Iron Man or somebody else did that. Okay, it's more in their character, but not not Captain America. Yeah, they kind of set up his drifting apart though throughout the movie. Because even when they went back I, to the headquarters, he was kind of like, yeah, yeah. I know he was like when like when he saw her and stuff, he missed her and everything. But it's part of Captain America. He's not going to sacrifice himself, or he will sacrifice himself for everything else, for his happiness and everything. To make sure everybody else is good. And that was very selfish of him to go back just to have his dance and live his life with. Peggy. Peggy. Well, but maybe part of the point is that he felt like maybe he, you know, yeah. I mean, look, like I told you before, (laughs) there's no way around it. There's no way to make it like he wasn't being selfish. It was exactly what it was. He basically says it. He says it to. He, you know, said it to uh, Sam or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that I was thinking that I would go back and get some of that life that Cap- Iron Man had told me to get for myself and everything. I mean, he 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 said it in, in not so specific words of, yeah, I decided to be selfish and go get my own, you know, go get a life. Maybe it's just at that point Cap was like, you know what? Jesus Christ, like I, you know, like I've been through so much you know what i mean like i've just given so much and i saved this world like literally (laughs) i'll just save this world like yeah it's selfish yeah it's probably not technically the right thing to do you know scientifically or ethically or whatever the right thing to do but i'm gonna do it anyway you know i mean i can understand you having a problem with that i get it yeah i'm again my biggest problem is like not coming back for everybody else or whatever is his timeline, but the whole point, the ancient one said, you cannot fuck with these other timelines, create these new timelines. And I, I know they already created well, other ones. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> but he, for him to purposely do that, knowing it's going to fuck over a whole different world of people. I just, I can't get over it. <laughs> well, but here's the problem. When they could have done it in a different way. Well, here's the thing, though. How do we know that it fucked over a whole other world? We don't know. Uh-oh, something's going... Yeah, what is that? Uh, it could just be like interference from like a phone or something. <laughs> anyway, you probably won't even hear it. Um, anyway... <laughs> yeah, cut that out. Yeah. the mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Loki. <laughs> but um, we don't know what... Ha- I mean... You got to remember that this is still the Cap that has complete knowledge of everything. So Cap knows about Arnim Zola and and Hydra. 
so he can fucking nip that in the bud right away. Cap knows about the importance of the Infinity Stones. Not only that, but where they're located. He knows about the importance of the Pym Particles and what all that means. Like, Cap knows enough stuff that he could... Is he going to change the timeline? Yes, he, he is. Him just being there is going to mm-hmm. change the timeline drastically, especially considering who he is. Because right. he's not just some rando dude, you know what I mean? But maybe his thing is like, well, I'm going to fuck up this timeline. I'm going to create this, my own, the Steve Rogers, you know, multiverse world. But I can try to at least steer it in the right way so that maybe it'll help some things. Now, as we know from reading 112263, <laughs> that doesn't always go the way you hoped nope. it would. Right. You go and you save Kennedy from being assassinated and then you end up with a nuclear war. Yeah. Because all these other things happen as a result that because blah, blah, blah wasn't in office and all this other shit. So, yeah, any way you slice it, Meg, you're right. It was a selfish thing to do. It was out of character. I don't necessarily personally have a problem with him doing something out of character because after how many movies of him being in character... The thought of everything he just went through changing his character a bit is not unheard of. It may not be what you want to have happen to the character, (laughs) but it's somewhat believable, I guess, in that regard. I guess, but... Yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm not trying to discredit your opinion because ultimately, I kind of think you're right. I think that, yeah, that's out of character for him, and it's pretty fucking risky you just a whole universe just got changed because of you wanted to be with this on chick. a whim like oh you know what i just thought i'd keep going like, well what and that was well one- i guess it wasn't on a whim but yeah yeah but that was one of the things that i took uh umbrage with uh was and i i've kind of come to understand it a little bit better now um was the whole idea that i guess my biggest concern with this story and i have a feeling we're going to delve into this in future movies which is good was the whole idea of this whole story is based on should we bring back we have the means to possibly bring back i mean not even billions because i mean just on our planet we had billions but they brought back everybody in the universe if i understood correctly Mm -hmm. they undid the original snap So they brought back what, you know, probably quintillions of or more life across the universe, which is in theory, you go, well, that's great. Of course, these people didn't deserve to die. You want to bring them back. Okay. But you been five years, you brought them back five years later. A lot has happened in that time. You're talking about like that TV show, the 4400. Yeah, (laughs) right. It, It really is. I mean, it's you're bringing them back and then it's like. There are people that in those five years probably had loved ones that moved on or killed themselves or died yeah. or or had babies, had babies or, or whatever, you know, all these things. And now suddenly they're all brought back to modern times five years later. And it's supposed to just be like, oh, they're back. Great. It's like, no, man, think about that. Think about the ramifications of that and what that could mean to life. Because um, I don't agree at all. I hate Thanos. Thanos was a fucking maniac. Fuck that ball face motherfucker. I don't like Thanos. But 
The one thing that is true is, like it or not, is that in many worlds, in many places, the overabundance of life on planets causes famine. It causes, you know what I mean, overpopulation, all this kind of stuff. Now, his solution to it was not the right solution, but it still was a fact that that is true, that there is overpopulation, there's famine and all this stuff because of it. Now, you've brought back all these people to a planet that have that many more people brought in because, you know, like I said, during that time, people had to now keep procreating and stuff. And part of what keeps us somewhat in balance is the give and take. Babies are born every day. People die every day. Now you just brought back what I guess it would have been like four billion people right. to the planet who had been gone. And for the last five years, production and manufacturing of a lot of things you need to live has yeah, been exactly. drastically cut down. Cut. So now you're in an even a worse position. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jobs were moved on or closed down. How Except is- for the Audi plant. They were still making those sweet ass cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a sweet ass car. But do you understand my point? It's like there's, you know. I, it, I after I watched it, especially the second time after I watched it, so I didn't think about it as much the first time, but the second time after I watched it, I walked away and I went, I don't know if I actually agree with the premise of this movie. I don't know if I think they should have brought everybody back. And if they did, then they should have at the very least been brought back earlier than they were now. Here's a problem because I could think Megan. Yeah, you can't. That's the whole point of them coming back five years later. Is, again, they can't fuck with the timeline. Yeah. You can't. Bring, you can't, you change, can't the change the past. If they would have said, "Okay, okay, Hulk, snap your fingers, and you're going to bring everybody back to 24 hours after the snap happened." The problem is, could he have done or that? Or three seconds after the snap, or three seconds. He could have done that. The problem with that is, as soon as he did that. What would have happened is that would have created a new timeline. That would have been a new universe in the multiverse. It wouldn't have actually fixed this. And that's why Tony wouldn't do it because he was going, well, it doesn't work that way. And I'm not going to I don't want to go live in another universe where I don't have my kid and I don't have the last five years and everything I did. You know what I mean? So. I get it. But he would because there'd be. Well, that's, yes. yeah, I don't know. That's a whole what I'm mess. Saying. But the whole movie, the whole point of the movie was not to create new universes. And they, and they fucked bl- it up big time. <laughs> yeah. Once again, did not keep quoting it, but quote fucking Tim and Eric, man. It's like, well, you blew it. <laughs> you fucked it up. You're because, always going to blow it in time travel stories, man. There's no way always. to keep that. You don't that mess with time. You don't. Even though it's an amazing concept and we think we would want to do it. At the end of the day, man, you're gonna fuck everything up. Right. You know, it's there's so many variables that you don't even think about mm-hmm. that will happen that right. will change something. You know, it's right. And that's yeah, because they they you know uh, that's what I was, and that's another thing is, and I guess maybe another reason why maybe I'm a little more forgiving of the Steve Rogers timeline thing is, even before he made that choice, goddamn, they fucked up all sorts of timelines. Go ahead. <laughs> Yes, but they didn't really know they fucked up like the Loki timeline. They didn't know anything about that. No, 
But I'm, it doesn't matter. I'm just and that saying. doesn't make it any better anyway because he knows he can't fuck up the timeline. And so it's like, well, we already fucked up two timelines. Let's just go do some more. Why Iron not? Man even warned them. He's like, what if you go back and change the stones, but you fuck it up even worse than Thanos right. did? You know? Right. That's exactly right. what they right. did. Right. But when I'm, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying that anything excuses Steve. I'm not <laughs> saying <laughs> that. I'm not saying it excuses him. I'm just saying me personally, the reason I'm sort of like, oh, well, yeah, okay, that's fucked up, but whatever, is because they had already fucked up all sorts of other timelines. They shouldn't have done any of them. They shouldn't have fucked up any of them because think about it. So the ancient one specifically says, you know, well, I mean, she's emphasizing that she needs that that time stone back to use to protect that, that timeline. Great. I get it. But by letting Loki get away and all that stuff they did with him getting away with the uh, the cube and all that stuff, they changed that timeline anyway. So in that timeline, the ancient one had to eventually be like, oh, great. Thanks, assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for bringing the stone back. But guess what? You let Loki get away with the cube, the cosmic cube, which he didn't have originally in this timeline. Right. You blew it. You know, <laughs> so there was that one. Then. There was the 2014 timeline because Thanos and all his people come from 2013 to our time Uh in 2023 and end up getting killed. So in that timeline, that original 2014 timeline, Thanos and them disappeared. They were gone. They they went through. It was it. That was the end of them. So that's a timeline that got all screwed up because they're gone. Gamora's gone. All of them's gone. So that changed everything drastically what this has done is opened up a slew of possibilities now for marvel yeah nobody's really dead everybody's still a possibility with none of these other timelines because they're just in another multiverse Mm -hmm. well nobody's irreplaceable is they're dead people are dead in their timeline if you're dead you're dead you know but that timeline not other in that timeline but now somebody from another timeline can come through because what so have you guys seen the spider-man far from home trailer yet yes no oh yeah i purposely stay away from these trailers because i want to go fresh yeah well i know you were saying like i'll give you a little bit because you're gonna need to know for this discussion um i won't tell you much about it but what ends up happening is Nick Fury and them reveal that they believe that the snaps, because there were three freaking snaps, you know, you think about it here. There was Thanos snap, Hulk snap, and Tony snap that all those snaps, again, 112263 style, caused terrors in time so that it created, you know, like, the sort of like the walls it's like fabric wearing thin you know or getting little tears it's like it, the walls between the different multiverses started to thin out because mm-hmm. doing that and the more you do that the more it's thinning it out again that's that's that whole theory that that's how that works that's what king talks about in that book it's in fringe it's in doctor, doctor who, who. Doctor <laughs> come who. on people yep. yeah yeah the crack in the wall mm-hmm. in amy pond's bedroom which mm-hmm. what how ironic is that 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 whole story about the 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 all the time travel and all that stuff causing the tears in in the fabric of the universe then and it all originates with the crack in Amy Pond's room yep. and Amy Pond is played by Karen Gillum who plays Nebula in fucking Avengers. So she knows. I mean, come on. So it's all about 
It all comes back to motherfucking Doctor Who. Because <laughs> Doctor Who is the mad note. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, excuse me, I'm tired. One of the things <laughs> they're going to uh, address in the next movie and probably subsequent movies are these like, what's it like everybody dealing with these people all of a sudden coming back? What's it, what's the world like? What's the, you know, how, how, you know, it's not, is it going to be just la da They're all back. Yeah, I get the impression it's not. And I hope it's not. So I'm kind of reserving my end criticism or judgment on this part of the story for the future, because it's going to depend on where they go with it. If they make it kind of like, oh, it was Lottie Don, everybody integrated back more or less great. It's like, then I'm, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> that does change my feelings a little bit about this story in this movie. But otherwise, I think, you know. There's still hope. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's still hope. I mean, but yeah, I mean, this opens up all sorts of possibilities now with multiverses and stuff. It's how they can introduce other characters that haven't been there all the time. It's like, where's the Fantastic Four been? Where's the X-Men been? Where's the X-Men been? Why are, are, how come there's no presence that we know of real mutants? Now, we've had people who've been mutated like Scarlet Witch like her brother Quicksilver, who were part of the fucking old X-Men stories, which is so, that's kind of weird, you yeah. know what I mean? In fact, Quicksilver's even in the X-Men movies. Right. There's two Quicksilvers out there in movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the there was our Quicksilver who died in uh, Age of Ultron, but then there's Quicksilver that's played in the, Avenger, or in the X-Men movies by Evan Peters from uh, American Horror Story. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The young guy, mm-hmm. yeah. Who's great? He's great. Yeah, he's Those great scenes actor. with him in the X Men movies Dude. are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's good. he's awesome. He's like one of the best characters. <laughs> so, because one thing that I felt after this movie going forward is, I am looking forward to another Doctor Strange. I'm looking forward to another Ant Man movie. I'm looking forward to all that stuff. But in terms of like, what's going to be the big epic storyline, Marvel Cinematic Universe Avengers type storyline? I'm sort of like. I don't know, man, because I how are you going to top this? You know what, what? Well, the world is at stake. It's like, oh, well, fuck, we've been there, man. We've been through that. <laughs> you know, we literally, you know, I mean, I don't know. You know, there's th- there's characters. Again, I know you guys aren't that familiar with them, but like Galactus, you know, mm-hmm. who's a world eater and all this stuff. And like, I mean, yeah, that could be cool. That's they could do that. There's other stories like Secret Wars where. Uh, I can't even get into explaining all that, but there's this guy, the Beyonder, who ends up basically stealing the heroes from like our universe. He like zaps them, they disappear, and it's because he brings them and the villains to like this other dimension, this other planet, and he's got this whole. It's really complicated to explain, but they have to kind of battle and then kind of work together ultimately. So it's like some of the villains and the good guys have to sort of team up together and they don't want to team up together because mm-hmm. they don't. So it's a, it's a great story and everything. Um, but it's a little bit similar in ways to the gauntlet story. So I don't, I don't know what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was going to say, didn't the, the Russo brothers say they would continue on if they're allowed to do the secret wars? Fuck. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Russo said they wanted to take a break after this because they've done it. It was so epic. They're like, we've got other projects we want to do. And they were asked, well, what would bring you back to Marvel? And they said, if they came back and said they want to do secret wars, we'd do it. And I'm like, Oh, 
baby. Because, <laughs> man, because, again, just like West Coast Avengers, man, Secret Wars, 1984, man, that was like the height of my when I really got into collecting comics when I was in junior high. Like, it's such a good story and it's classics. There's so much stuff they can introduce because Secret Wars is when Spider-Man gets his symbiote suit. Really? Which ended up turning into Venom. Mm. So they could bring that in. I know they already did a Venom movie, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't really have anything to do with <laughs> Spider-Man. So they could have Spider-Man get his fucking symbiote suit. They, they, there's so much cool shit they can do with that. So much. It, Yeah, dude. It could be... Secret Wars could be amazing, but they would have to rewrite it and figure out a way to make it different, different. enough so you don't just feel like, well, this is Infinity War 2, yeah. you know? listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening Let's talk about what we loved. Like, what's the stuff that we really loved about this movie? Megan's already making faces like, ugh. Oh, come on. You had to have some stuff you loved in this movie. Well, you and Let me I think have, about it. Let me you think and about I have done a lot of talking. Vito is the one who's really big on this. So like like Vito, like tell like name like what would you say are like the top things of this movie that are just unbeatable? Uh the whole time travel story. Because I'm a sucker for time travel stories. <laughs> I love the scenes where they kind of reenact scenes from the previous movies, but they're done in a different way. Absolutely. Captain America going into the elevator. Be- one of the okay. best scenes. I was like, this is fucking cool. And I knew, no, they're not going to get into a fight because that doesn't happen yet. That's another five years right. or whatever way. But the way he handled that situation, I was like, damn, dude, that's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, I love that they made it. it. It's funny because it's not reenact. It's not the same because obviously, yeah, the, the scene that happens that they reference in Winter Soldier happens later. That comes after the Battle of New York and all this stuff. So it wasn't like they went back to that time, but I just love the fact that they referenced it, that <laughs> here he is. Here's Cap going to get into an elevator and he sees all the same <laughs> motherfuckers that 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 changed every because that moment changed everything for Cap yeah. because mm-hmm. that because that's when he realized like oh my god my own government my own are against me mm-hmm. and trying to kill me like that changed everything so that moment of Cap like when those doors open and he sees Rumlow <laughs> and 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 uh, uh, is it Pierce J- uh, J- What's his not name? Pierce was the senator he came later but Jasper Sitwell and all that yeah, and, yeah. and he sees all them and it's just like holy shit I've seen this before. <laughs> I, I I had such a boner for that part because I because you know I love Winter Soldier that scene in Winter Soldier yeah. is so amazing so I was just like no way that's great and then him just fucking with him with the whole hail Hydra yeah. thing yeah I I agree I love that I love when he fights himself yep that's He's America's like, I know. ass <laughs> that is America's ass yeah I could do this all day I right. know <laughs> that was great yeah. yeah I could do this all day I know. I know, like just that moment when you you have that realization of like Jesus Christ, <laughs> and what was cool about that scene between him fighting himself was 
it showed the character develop development that had happened because Captain America of 2023 was not the Captain America right. of 2012. Mm-hmm. In 2012, he was still that Mister America. Yeah, he was right? Mister Avenger guy. Like I, you know, I'm fighting for the good, and truth, you know, justice, the American way. Oh, wait, that's a different. Character. Yeah, but you right. Get the idea. Right, right, <laughs> right. So it was really cool to see that development. You know, to show for them to like bring that to the fore. Yeah. I loved that. I agree. I loved that. I loved the ancient one scene. You know, I loved her. Explain it because that's I just think that's a great character. You know, I love the Doctor Strange yeah. movie. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, all the time travel stuff. I love I loved when they went back to 1970. Um, uh, seeing uh, Tony's, Tony's uh, father. Yeah, that was Howard. Cool. Yeah, I, I liked that. And, and I love uh, what's his face? The uh, the actor that plays him because uh, he's from uh, he's from Mad Men. That's uh, John Slattery. There, That's his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else? What else was cool? The ending, the time travel ending where they were like, what? He didn't show up. He's late or whatever. And I was yeah. like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Then they walk over. He's old. I love when time travel movies do that because it makes you just think like, fuck, what happened all these years? And they don't tell you. So your imagination has to fill in those gaps. You know, That's right. really awesome. Megan does not agree. <laughs> I know she doesn't. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I and I I yeah. agree that it's a cool concept. I just don't like the character they used to do it. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. But see, I <laughs> I did because I loved. It's like Scorpion King five all over again. Oh my him. god! No. Oh no, dude. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> I loved. I I loved that. I well, because again, you know, my favorite characters are if i if i had to pick my favorite heroes it'd be really hard but let's just say i'm super fucking excited that disney's doing a show about falcon and winter soldier that is awesome (laughs) because i when i you know i liked winter soldier a lot i liked i when i saw because again i love winter soldier the movie and I loved at the end of the twist they had that oh, it was like, oh, shit, Bucky's like he's going to come back like he might be a good hero like he is in the comics, you know, because he ends up being like a, a hero. Yeah. And then the way they set that up in Civil War. And I loved when Sam and Steve go and find Bucky and then the three of them are kind of on the lamb and they're trying to protect and that dichotomy there of mm-hmm. Captain America, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like I was like, man. I want and that's another reason why Civil War didn't make you just outside my top five, because I wanted more of that. I wanted more of that. I was like, no, don't end that already. I want more <laughs> like this could be amazing. These three fucking yeah. fighting together like so awesome, you know, essentially these three soldiers, you know, that are on the lamb, you know, from their own government. And, oh, so good. <laughs> and. So I loved that ending. I loved the I loved the whole idea of him passing the the shield, the baton, passing the shield on to uh, Sam, and that, that Sam is basically going to be the new. I don't think he's going to be Captain America. He's still going to be Falcon, but he's going to be like a Captain America eyes Falcon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that concept because I think he's a great character and he's such a badass dude. He's and a he badass. Doesn't get- like I don't think the recognition or the enough Mm-mm. screen time to it, justify that. And he's know? a he's like a good dude. Like yeah. they don't they he's not 
He's not an asshole. He's like, he's smart. He's like even killed. He's a true soldier. You know, he doesn't even have superpowers. He's just, you know, so he doesn't even have that to fall back on. He's just a guy that'll put his ass on the line like a true soldier. Love it. And then the great part is he's got Bucky, who is a super soldier, yeah. to kind of be his his muscle, like right, his right-hand right. man. It's like, well, if there's something I can't do, this motherfucker can yeah, do it. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> oh, man, if they do that right, do you know how fucking disappointed I'm going to be if this show sucks, man? I'm going to be so bummed because I'm, I'm already like chomping at the bit. But I loved, loved the whole thing with, because like I said, I, I right away, I was like, wait a minute. Even before, when, when he's talking to Bucky and they're quoting the lines from the first Avenger of, you know, don't do anything stupid. No, yeah. you're taking all the stupid with you. And that's from... The, that's when Bucky goes off to war. Yeah. And Steve's still all scrawny. And and they switch the lines. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but then when he says, I'm going to miss you, Cap, and it's like, well, wait a minute. He's only going to be gone five seconds. Yeah. Why are you being so maudlin about it? And then when they're like, wait a minute, where is he? And then and then Bucky turns around. He's got that Guy's look smart. on his face like, <laughs> he did it. Like, And it's like, oh, shit. What does he know? And the Russos have come forward now and said, yeah, Cap told Bucky beforehand. It wasn't, you know, in the script. But I as see. far as we know, like, it was that Bucky knew uh, and everything. And that's why they were like, yeah, that's that's why he says going to miss you. And he knew and and all that kind of stuff. And whether or not he knew that he was going to hand over the shield to uh, Sam or not, they didn't confirm. But I think mm, he kind of knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he knows that Sam's the one that deserves the shield because Bucky, even though he's like a good dude, he's he's. He's so fucked up. Like, he might, yeah, do a mentoring candidate again. You never right. Know. He's damaged. He knows that he's, and he's probably like, I'm too, you know, I'm a hundred years old, man. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm damaged. I've had, you know, I can't. Plus, the public knows that I was a villain once. Yeah. They know, you know, they were, uh, the government will never believe in me like that, but they can get behind Sam. Mm-hmm. Captain America needs to be somebody that the people and everybody will get behind, and they can get behind Sam. So, yeah love that i love that aspect of it uh anything else off the top of your head speaking of sam when he comes in and i don't know what that alien guy was but sam comes in with his oh, fucking he stabs him with the oh wings oh my god dude that was fucking <laughs> awesome man it's like well, seeing wolverine go berserk for the first time and stab yeah. that motherfucker in the chest dude well so good <laughs> let's just address the ending the the the, the big the, fight the scene. third act of this movie yeah. we'll call god, it god how like insane you, you couldn't even see what was going on on screen there were so many fucking people mm-hmm. there it was I, like a lord of the rings battle or something right. you know? oh there was there were there were people in there that we didn't even notice right. because did you know howard the duck was there i heard he was in there but i didn't see him because i yeah. wasn't really looking for him but yeah. yeah howard the duck was in there there was a bunch <laughs> yeah like all the the ravagers were there from guardians and stuff sean gunn's character mm. and stuff and all that like there was tons that were supposed to be there and yeah you can't even but that scene to me, and like I said, I've watched it several times now. That scene to me is so masterfully done. Yeah. So masterfully done. It's so it's so good. I keep expecting every time I watch it to go, oh, is this gonna like wear off on me? You know? It doesn't wear off, man. 
it's still and every time I watch it, it's exciting because there's so much going. There's like new little things yeah, I catch. catch, and they're all in there just quick cuts. So you got to like really pay attention to what's going on at all time. You got to watch it like thirty times, I think, to get every aspect. Right, of it, that, you know? yeah. And I and I love the way everybody works together. Like I just love that everybody, you know, all like, those team ups that. Hawkeye's running with the gauntlet and then it's then Black Panther gets his moment. Give it to me. And they show him and I'm like, oh, fucking badass. And then just when he's about to then fucking Spider-Man gets yeah. in. It's like, fuck, yeah, it's badass. Hey, and, Peter then, Parker. and then and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. And then Valkyrie comes in and everything. And then all of a sudden and then oh, Captain Marvel, dude. I, I it's just fucking amazing. It's like it is up there. I mean, Ant-Man punches that creature and yeah, man yeah, and yeah. that battle's great yeah. oh when he punches that that, that chitari yeah, creature yeah. that is so badass dude or when he steps on that thing and all that big mm. foot comes down <laughs> boom yeah well and then that leads us to something one last uh uh little moment that meg's kind of like on the fence about i think yeah oh i think of. i i think i know what she's talking about all right, my thing is okay. In the battle and everything, like you, everybody had their moment. You know, everybody was fighting together and everything, and they had woman after woman after woman. You know, it showed them, and they were all battling it out and everything. It was awesome, amazing. I did. I had to do my. <laughs> where they they had all Captain America or Captain Marvel got the gauntlet and like, can you make it? And like, don't worry, she's got backup. And then it showed all the females. Dude, all the all the females coming in, and I don't know. I kind of had a cringe at first because like, oh no. But I guess I understand that there's, it could be a hint at a all female team. I can't remember what it was called now, but mm -hmm. something like that. So I was like, okay, but that that that's kind of cool if it's hinting at that. And they didn't harp on it for too long and throw, shove it down our throat. So I was okay with it. But I, my initial knee jerk reaction was like, oh. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was subtly done. They could have gone way more like in your face, like, "Hey, we're all chicks, chick power. Watch us go," and then do a slow mo of them for right. five seconds. Run, you know, and that would right. have been overkill. Yeah, but, but you know, immediately they split up and like Captain Marvel took off, and and I was good again. And there yeah. was an action and everything like that. I that part I love the action part where the females are kicking ass and everything. They got their asses handed to them too, so it wasn't like they're the saviors right. yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, but. Well, Right. Again, I I don't know. I just had that knee jerk reaction. I feel bad <laughs> for having that. I'm You're a such a person. male chauvinist. Megan. I know, <laughs> such a pig. No, but I mean, here's the thing. I again, kind of like the other thing. I I get it. I kind of agree with you. I understand. Here's the thing. Calling it what it is. Yeah. Is it a corny? you know, making something stand out kind of corny, like, you know, somewhat eye-rolling scene in and of itself. Yeah, it is. But I think it is not because it's all females, but just because of the way, what it is. I feel that same way when I see that same, which they re reenacted again in this movie, that scene from the Battle of New York when all of a sudden they all back up in the circle mm -hmm. and the camera's got to go around them with that epic music and each one of yeah. them is striking. Here's them. my weapon. Here's my here's my perfect <laughs> yeah. here's my perfect pose. Here's my perfect pose. Here's my perfect like 
It, and the, and to me, some people go, yeah, and other people go, oh, boy, <laughs> like that's so gratuitous. The gratuitous mm-hmm. shot, we'll yeah. call it. Is that scene a gratuitous shot? Absolutely. There's no way it isn't. You know what I mean? But it's done in that timeline, so it makes sense. And But, I, but if they did it in the future 2023, you'd be like, well, I don't know if that, like, Works yeah, in this context. But you know, what I'm know. saying is, is all these movies have those gratuitous stand up and clap moments that they do like that, that like, you know, this is going to be somebody's wallpaper screensaver. Well, the first time we saw the movie, dude, I mean, when Spider-Man rolled in, dude, uh, dude the whole crowd fucking Went erupted, nuts. man. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and that was done the way they shot it. And, you know, it's like in the middle of this battle, if somebody comes in, he pauses. And he's yeah. All like, <laughs> And it's like, okay, dude, get to battle, and, right? You know, like we don't need you to pose. But it, so, yes, it is exactly that. The thing is, is do I have a problem with the fact that it exists? No, I don't. And like I said, it's one of those things where the cynical adult in me, not even the male, because I have no, I love the female heroes. Um, the cynical adult in me sees scenes like that, and I go, ugh. <laughs> okay you know let's get back to it now mm-hmm. okay but like i like i said before it's always those things that make me realize now that i'm like but you know what there's some eight or nine year old somewhere that's gonna see that scene and light up like a christmas tree mm-hmm. and it's just gonna be like oh like oh my god that's awesome well i mean there's 48 year olds too that want to see that shit too so <laughs> well no, not, no 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 you know. but yeah no i'm not saying that i'm not <laughs> saying there's not but i'm just Larry. saying <laughs> Oh, he's not that old. Who, what? Anyway, (laughs) I'm just saying there's, you know, the idea that to me, so it's there's certain things that I guess I'm saying that I think all of us who are a little bit more jaded and cynical, there's certain things that I think like, yeah, it's corny, it's gratuitous. Yeah, let it go. Because Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, a kid is going to see that some girl might see that and any it doesn't have to be a girl. Anybody could see that. But I'm just specifically right now. Some little girl could see that and go, holy shit, this universe is for me. Mm-hmm. Like this universe is for me, too. I started watching this because my big brother's like infatuated with this stuff and Iron Man, and blah, blah, blah. And I saw. But you know what? This is badass. Look at all these heroes. And they're and it just kind of. Makes you realize because with the exception of the Captain Marvel movie in the Marvel Universe, there's been no emphasis on any of the female heroes. We got three fucking Iron Man movies and three Captain America movies and two Ant-Man movies and three Thor movies, three Thor movies. But we only got one fucking female hero movie. You know what I mean? So I love the fact that it showed like. Hey, look, yeah, okay, there's all these great male heroes here, but look at these badass female heroes. Like, mm-hmm. there's a shitload of them, and they're going to kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no problem with, yes, the way they do it, the way it was done, <laughs> it was so cornball. That that I, I agree with you, and I get that, that, that you, it can't, you can't help but roll your eyes a little bit at it. I get it. Well, but. I do have to admit, after my initial reaction, once they, you know, they all came in and stuff like that, I was like, Holy shit, there's a lot of female badasses in this movie. I didn't even like right, it didn't yeah. even dawn on me. They were just all kicking ass and everything. They, they all come together it's like, oh wow. I didn't even realize. Because they're never all on screen at the same time. Exactly. Right. Each 
main so, movie has like maybe one. I feel you. you I'm know, on board so. with you. And that's why. And that's why I'm like, ah, I'll let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I agree with Vito. If they would have dragged it out and everything, it would have been that like, would've... okay, come on. Right. And like you're 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 trying to push but it. But they too. didn't. Yeah, no. Cool. So I think it, it was, was just. Okay. It was just. I, yeah. I had a knee jerk reaction to it. Understandable. Overall, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Especially Underst- once you put your spin on it and how the little girls can see it and everything like that and become, you know, part of this world and make it part of their lives and stuff like that. I, I'm totally on board for it. Yeah. Well, here, here's a, here's an opposite thing. So you want to get really annoyed. I shouldn't even bring it up to like oh bring attention to it, but <laughs> apparently there's like a group of people out there that, did you hear about this? That they took end game. They got a copy of it or whatever and they edited it. They edited it to co- to delete any scenes that have Captain Marvel in it because what? they don't because they don't like her because she's this feminist bitch blah 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 and they deleted anything in there that could be gay so like the Joe Russo scene at the meeting mm-hmm. when he's talking about going on the date they deleted that because that doesn't belong in there oh and God. they deleted any of the stuff that was overly like female power uh fem- like all this kind of stuff. So are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I was reading an article about it that somebody actually did that and distributed it out there for all the people, for all of you like us that don't or don't want your kids seeing this garbage. In Alabama or something? Goddamn. Exactly. Don't even get <laughs> no, me we're not started. Gonna, yeah, we're not getting started on that. Where's bullshit. Captain Marvel now? Because boy, but that's when I hear. See, it's then when I hear about that, and that's real. This isn't made up. This is real life shit. Then when I hear about that, I'm like. Give me all the gratuitous female mm-hmm. superhero fucking shit you can throw at us. Good. Yes. Shove it down these cockholes fucking mouths, <laughs> man. You know, because, oh, that's so obnoxious. So annoying. So, but anyway. Um, How excited were you guys when they were all in a line and Captain America goes, Avengers? Assemble. 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 Well, because, <laughs> because the thing is, is that's his line. If you don't know this from like the comic books, Avengers Assemble, that's his line. Like that's mm-hmm. what he says in the comic books. And they've been books. holding it back from And everybody. they've been holding it back <laughs> all these movies and everybody's like, and there's even another movie where he starts to say it and then he gets cut off. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the one when at the very end when he says Avengers and then they cut it and it's like, no. Oh. <laughs> How could you do? I think it's at the end of Age of Ultron. Yeah, I think so. I he heard says, about that. He says yeah, yeah. Avengers and everybody's like, he's going to say it. And they cut it. So the fact that he finally did that and at the most epic battle, it's like, fuck yeah. Everything I'm and, thinking about it right now is making my hair stand on end. Everything about that end battle is fucking beautiful. How so about good. him wielding the hammer? Dude. That was, showing him was like, I thought that was badass, that was and I didn't amazing. understand it at all because I haven't seen Age of Ultron. And <laughs> right? And explained, no, 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 dude. There's a scene where they try to lift the hammer and stuff like and that. And he so. almost uh, he starts to move it, yeah, and I Thor. Knew it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love. Yeah, and I even I love when the one scene when they when they're fighting, and then Cap's got got uh, Storm Storm uh, Forger. Here, Storm Forger. No, Stormbringer is a uh, Deep Purple album. Oh. <laughs> Um, Stormforger and 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 then he's got Mjolnir and then Thor looks at him. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You take the little one. He's like, you can take the hammer. I got this. You know, I just yeah, like and, and like that kind of humor, that kind of stuff is yes, like that's that. I great. enjoyed. Uh, there's a bunch of like like hold like your breath gets out of your chest moments where like Thanos has the the storm thing and he's gonna push it into Thor's chest. Right. Mm-hmm. You're like, holy fuck, dude, he's gonna fucking die right there. Fucking Cap Shield gets totally destroyed. 
All right. Yeah, I thought like, that was the end of Catherine. Yeah, that was like holy shit. That was shit. on your left. You broke the shield. Well, yeah. well, that's one of Larry's bitches. <laughs> well, so let Cue me. Up Larry. Yeah, we've gotten into you guys like you know. The, Larry you, even settled back in his chair because he knows he's going to be here on a rant right yeah, now. Yeah, like, and I'm going to keep it short because I know we're already at like an hour and a half. But I guess that's the way this goes. Um, <laughs> you don't have to listen to it, folks. Um, so here's the thing. I guess that's another one. It's probably my biggest beef about this movie. Which, uh, what part? Well, I'll get to okay. it. Um, He's working up to it. Okay. Here's let, the it thing. let it build naturally. <laughs> what you were talking about, but the, like with the shield and all that. So here's a problem I have, and this is what I, this is the one thing that has not changed with each watching of the movie. I don't like, speaking of eye-rolling movie tropes and cliches and stuff, I don't like it when they make a certain character, usually the villain, so completely invincible that it defies the logic they've set in that world, in that movie world, in that universe. And my thing is, at the very least, if you're going to make somebody that strong, be consistent about it, okay? Because here's the thing. In all throughout the movies, now Thanos is strong. He's powerful. Even he's without the, the gauntlet. Even without the gauntlet. He's pretty fucking strong, man. He's superhumanly strong, granted. And he's a super skilled, amazing, brilliant war warrior. Piece of shit, but brilliant. So even to the end of Infinity War, you know, they're all fighting and Thanos is so strong. And at that point, he's got the gauntlet, only missing one stone. So he's exceptionally strong at this point. Here comes Thor. He all of a sudden shows up. Thor has Stormforger or whatever. Mm -hmm. And just about defeats Thanos. And the only reason he didn't defeat him is because he didn't go for the head. Or, even more importantly, should have cut his fucking arm off. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in the heat of the battle, you don't think he of learned it. his lesson. He <laughs> did learn his lesson. But so my point is, is so at that point, he almost all but killed Thanos. Because Thor, he's Thor. Like, he's super strong. He's got this incredible weapon. It's the kind of weapon that can kill demigods like Thanos, right? Now we go to the next movie. And we get to the battle at the end, which, like I said, love it. I say the battle's perfect. No. Okay, here's the one downside of the battle. So we get to the battle. Here's Thanos. He's a Thanos from 2014. So, okay, he's younger. He hasn't been through as much. He hasn't been injured as much and everything. So he's a little stronger. I get that. He has no stones. He has not. He doesn't have the stones. He has no stones. Okay. He's got that double-bladed sword, though. Oh, whoop-de-fucking-do. You know, he can shave his balls and his face at the same time. Oh, wait, his balls are on his fucking face. Anyway, he's got this double sword. Now, he's fighting Thor who has Stormforger. He's fighting Captain America, who has Mjolnir. He's fighting Iron Man. He gets Captain Marvel, who fucking alone is strong enough to bring down Thanos. Captain Marvel alone is strong enough to bring down Thanos. Not to mention all the other heroes. All this <coughs> power. And they're just, nope, can't stop him. Can't bring him down. Even when it was just Cap, Thor, and Iron Man. And that's when the shield gets broken and everything. I'm like, Oh, come on. I know you have to do this shit for the movie to build it up, but I'm like, you're making it. 
you're you're not even being consistent within your own storyline and your own storytelling. Well, the one thing is they've been out of action for five years, though. So that kind of adds to it. I think that might have been what they were kind of going for. I thought I saw somewhere that that sword that he had was made out of some kind of special metal that allowed it to destroy that shield. Yeah, I know. And I guess I can buy that, although that's a little convenient. But... (laughs) But and then at least with Captain Marvel, he had. Yeah, they at the least did that, that where that he point. grabbed he grabbed the one stone and put it in his other glove so that punched he could her, punch right? her. Yeah. And I, and that's why I was like, all right, I can kind of buy that. And I understand because I know the writers said that one of the hardest tasks we had was bringing Captain Marvel into this battle because she's technically strong enough to do this shit like on her own. You know what I mean? So how do we make her not? The one that just comes in and, you know, fucking cleans house, you know, so I I get that there's a challenge there. I get you have to build suspense. I just felt like they made him a little too strong. It's like, come on. I again, I get it. I get it. What else are they going to do? They had to drag it out. They had to make it epic. They had to build that drama. But but it's just like. I, okay, let me change my let me change my stance real quick. All right, okay. I don't feel like they made him necessarily maybe then too strong for the final battle. They made him too weak previously. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should have established then him being more un, unbeatable previously. Then I would have bought it more for that final battle, but. They made it seem to me, at least, like what made him so difficult to beat previously was him having the stones and the gauntlet and everything. And they made him look more defeatable then. You know what I mean? And except that he snapped his fingers, you know, and then they fucked everything up. But this one, he didn't have the stones. He wasn't technically that cosmically powerful but he was harder to beat. It didn't. You get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. Even in the same movie, like when they they go and kill Thanos. Well, but all by, it took was Captain Marvel to hold him down. And I guess that the point there was supposed was, to be he was, he was so just, weak, and right. he was so, and he had he had because he, he had destroyed the stones destroyed and them. it had weakened him so much yeah. it almost killed him. All right. So that part I could buy, like that I got, but I just felt like they made. 2014 Thanos too strong for what he was supposed to be. I don't think it's like that's what I it's the, that took me. It was just a bummer because it took me out of the moment mm-hmm. of an otherwise absolutely incredible third act of a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um so I don't know. There was one point that Thanos brought up that I found pretty interesting when he said that um, I now learned my lesson. I destroyed half the world, but that other half remembered what it was like and what they lost. So now I have to destroy everyone and start new. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Not... no, 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 I know, but the, the, the philosophy <laughs> introducing that, that philosophy yes. because it's true because yeah. we see that today mm-hmm. in wars. I mean, you Absolutely. go kill a village, that village remembers they're going to come after you, and it's a never ending cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're never you can't, that's how the human race works, yeah, that's how all races work. I think most of well, not the Pleiadians, <laughs> but the rest of them, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm talking in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm saying the other ones that they showed, I don't think there were any of them that you know necessarily mm-hmm. felt any different. It was, you know, look at Gamora. 
You know, look right. at how she, you know, as long as she could, you know, he, look how many years he spent 20 some odd years trying to convince her what I did was good for your planet. Your planet's prosperous now and nobody's hungry and it's it's blooming. It's great. But all she can remember is all the people that you slaughtered in order to get it to that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, yeah, that is. Yeah, it's a great concept. I love that they made him finally. And hopefully enough people caught on to this. I love that they made him a proper bad guy. I love that they made a point of him saying, you know, I've never done this for pleasure, but now what I'm going to do to you and your planet, I'm going to enjoy it. And yeah. Yeah. It's like so that they made it like, don't don't he's not redeemable. anymore. He's, yeah, he's not. He never was. No, he and, wasn't. But some people made him that way. No. But he is no more. Yeah. Well, those people. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we can go on and on forever about this <laughs> yeah. movie and we've already been talking for an hour and a half. So. um. I think I love I really I, I really like the first act. So this movie is kind of in three acts, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. I really like the first act of the movie a lot. It's a lot of drama. It's I that opening that. scene is great. Too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes. That. So good. yeah, I did enjoy that. Oh, let me bring this up real quick, too, because I want to say so because and we'll and then we'll get to the wrap up. Um, sorry, because I just remembered <laughs> something. Just like I was talking about how I think uh, Black Widow is the hero of this movie. If I had to pick out, say, who was the standout character? Not necessarily my favorite or the best or whatever, but who was the standout character in this movie that I just the way it was acted, the way it was written, the arc, the character arc that I was the most like taken with. And I, every time I watch it, I feel even more nebula. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it, man. I, now I know it's harder for you, Vito. Cause to, I don't know the, because you don't really, you haven't seen the guardians movies. So you don't, I mean, I know you got the gist of it from watching yeah. this because they showed old Nebula. But if you've been if you had been watching all the movies like I have and you saw the way she's kind of changed and grown and everything because she's different in Guardians 2 from Guardians 1 and then in Infinity War, she's different. from You know what I mean? But especially this like. I Man, because when I first saw Guardians 1, even though I love Karen Gillan. I was I thought Nebula was annoying. Mm-hmm. I mean, she served her purpose. Right, she was, you yeah. know, she served her purpose. I'm not saying she was badly done. She, the character was done fine, but I just was like the character was like, "Oh, she's annoying. She's like a little annoying like, you know." Nat. Nat. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, her again. Like get her out of here. Let's get to the rest of the story. I don't care about her, you know." Then in the second movie, they made more interesting stuff with her and the dynamic between her and Gamora and where they went and then her kind of starting to show other sides of her and all this kind of stuff and realizing that maybe she's not a flat out villain like I thought she was and then so on with Infinity War and not, mm-hmm. like I that whole every time I watch it so I liked it when I first saw it, but now in the last couple times I've watched it, that whole opening scene with her and Tony. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And the way it's Playing narrated. Yeah, and, was good. and it was so brilliant because it was showing him. It's like Tony such Tony Stark is such a good read reader of character. He's so good at figuring everybody out in the room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he can look and go, no, you're not exactly what you appear to be. And 
you you've got something going for you. You know what I mean? Like Tony Stark yeah. in all these movies, he's always been a good character judge. And I think it was showed that it was like he caught on to like, oh, this girl's got issues. She's this. She's that. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and then that's what, that whole point of him playing that game with her was teaching her like fair competition mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And he was clear. And he was like, oh, see, that was horrible. Now, and oh, you won. <laughs> and it was clearly he let her win. Right. You know what I mean? He was doing that in the way she was. And it was almost like training a child yeah, yeah. Right. in a way. It was like it was like, yeah, it was almost like training for being a parent, you know, and everything he was it was it, the, man, that was so well done. And then the way it was showing her even the same like when he's sitting there and he's famished and he hands her the bag of food and she kind of like pushes it back. They to did him. such mm-hmm. a good job with him as being all famished. Oh, that, Dude, was that was amazing. It was like Martian he's level. Such a, Matt yeah. Daniel, you know? And he's he played it so well. Yeah, he did. Even the way he talked and cared. Like, yeah, it was oh, really good. Such a good actor. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, but yeah, the, the whole way they showed her just in that, whatever that was five, 10 minutes or whatever it was of the first part of the movie, they developed her character subtle, so well in that 10 minutes and then ending with her coming out and sitting down and, and holding rocket's hand Yeah, mm-hmm. like that never no. would have happened with her and that, and just real, like uh, they were trying to kill each other. Oh, God. I mean, she just, you know, th- that woman's never, sh- that character, Nebula's never shown any sign of tenderness, anything, any sign of that. And just showing that she had changed so much. And then by the end of the movie and the symbolism with her killing her former self yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And just so awesome. Mm-hmm. So awesome. I'm like, how did the fact that they took this character that I went from thinking was annoying like a gnat and being mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't even. I'm sorry, Karen Gillan, I love you, but I don't, this character is just obnoxious. They just put her there to be obnoxious. And the fact that they took her from that to being a character that I fucking genuinely care about. And I'm like, I want to see more of her now. Like, I want to see her do this and that. Like, it's like. All the more reason to be excited for Guardians 3. <laughs> Vito's like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. We're going to make you watch those movies. You got to watch them at least once. Yeah, the second one's on Netflix. I don't think the first one is. but The second one's the best one. Yeah. You probably, you could probably get away with not watching the first one. If yeah, you, you have such to. a hard time with the first one. Yeah. Just go to the second one. There's some great scenes in the first one. The whole prison scene, in the when they all go to prison, and they're fighting their way out of that prison. Dude, that's a great scene when they first really meet each other. I think stuff. I saw that part. Yeah, you might have seen. It's like part. a big tower in the center of this prison area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that part. Yeah, yeah. there's that's a great scene. But yeah, the the second movie you could probably stand to watch. Just don't get all the first scene with the dancing baby Groot. Just get oh, over a, it. That's amazing. I love baby Groot dancing. <laughs> Just get over it. Just get past it because it's the only scene like that in the whole movie. The rest of it doesn't have anything no, to do with that stuff. Don't like that. There's no singing, dancing, or anything like that in the rest of the movie. All yeah. right. When the arrow's going through the ship and oh, dude, Yondu, yeah, Yondu. Michael Rooker's oh, character, dude. That's dude. another example of a character that when he was in the first movie, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's yeah, he's annoying. What a dick. He, and then by the end of Guardians Two, you're like almost you're like crying for him. You're like. He's like one of the best characters. And you're like, how did this happen? <laughs> like, dude, it's it, like, how did they do that? It's so good. So good. So anyway, um, what about you real quick? And then we'll wrap up. What if you had to pick one character 
that you felt was like the best character of the movie for whatever reason, because of the development, because of what they did, whatever, how they acted it, whatever. Who would you pick? That's a tough one. I know. I don't know. I think you've, you nailed it with your pick. With Nebula? I right away I want to just say Tony Stark Iron Man just because of the dynamic sure. between his kid. Yeah, he's like, listen, guys, I cannot sacrifice this. I have to keep this going at all costs. And at the end of the movie, he's the one to give it all up to save everyone. I thought that was a great character, right? Mm. How yeah. cute was that kid? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Morgan. Yeah. yeah, they picked they picked a perfect little girl like, to play okay. that. <laughs> yep, cheeseburgers. Um. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Again, I I'll soften up that. Like I said, I had such a negative reaction towards Tony because I felt like initially, like him saying, "Well, we'll do all this, but we can't. It's got to be now. It can't be five years ago." You know, I felt like that was extremely selfish. But now, understanding the concept of time and that if we would have done it before, it really wouldn't have changed things. They wouldn't have changed our timeline. I I guess I'm more forgiving of it. It still kind of felt a little selfish on Tony's part. I don't know. But, but that fits his character. It does. Yeah. And I don't get me wrong. I love his character. Like I said, I loved the whole thing of him getting to meet his father. I thought it was, that act- was great. I thought it was acted well because it, he didn't get all like weepy and be like, Dad, you know, like, yeah, like I would have, you know what yeah. I mean? But I like the fact that he was more just like, oh. Of course, this is going to happen. <laughs> of course, I'd get met with this. And just the fact that he got to actually tell his dad, I have a daughter and everything. And like that he was robbed of that. He yeah, never got yeah. to do that. It's like, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hugged him. Yeah, yeah. Got, yeah, which was funny with his hippie beard. And the Jarvis introduction thing was cool. Dude, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Seeing yeah. Jarvis there. I'm like, fuck, yeah, um, man. Just so many. Yeah, we could talk for three hours. There's so many good scenes. Make it as long as the movie. Yeah. No, we don't want to. We're gonna. We're gonna. No, we'll wrap this up now. But yeah, okay. I mean, I can agree with the Tony Stark. You don't have a particular character that stood out for you, aside from Tony and Nebula. Um, not that. Not that I could think of. Not that it had a big arc in this one movie. Right. Well, I guess Nebula did in one movie, but. Who's no. your favorite character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? If you could pick Ant-Man. One. Ant-Man. I think he had a great I mean, I think that's a that is a good choice from this movie because I thought that he really think about who he was before and then think mm-hmm. about him and how important he was to this movie. Like he was so important. That he brought the whole concept to them. They had he gave even, them the hope. Yeah. He gave them the yeah, and everything, and just like you know, I saw growth in that character as well in this movie. He wasn't yeah, he was the just same a bumbling idiot exactly like he was in the other two. Like he had grown and everything. I yeah, I also lo- there's just so many. We could do an episode just about Easter eggs. Oh god, yeah. because there's so many little things. Like just speak. It just made me think of him as I love the scene in the final battle when Hope's back as uh as wasp and when cap's like you know anybody can can anybody get to that van blah 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 and hope's like we're on it cap (laughs) and and he like gives her that look and i think a lot of people figure like he's just they're looking at each other like oh they love each other he gives her that look 
Because in Ant-Man and the Wasp, she gives him so much shit for calling him Cap. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Cap? Who's Cap? And he's like, Captain America, okay? <laughs> I, I, I fought a battle with him. You know, it's what we call him. And she's real, like, oh, God, you're so pathetic. And then here she is. And, you know, we're on it, Cap. And he looks at her like, uh-huh. <laughs> yep, see? You're, and I like little things like that. Fucking love that. There's so many, there's so many great things great little easter eggs fanfare in it a lot of fan service in this movie absolutely and just so many amazing iconic moments fucking dr strange there holding him off and just putting that fucking one finger Mm -hmm. up just being like this is it like like i can't tell you anymore just know this is that i know what you're thinking right now tony and this is it this is it yes you're thinking that because i know what you're gonna do if you you know like that's the kind of shit that gives me goosebumps. Like when I saw, it, I was like, "Oh God, that's so heavy," mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like so good. And yeah, I'm sorry, but I know, like I said, I know you don't like it, but the fucking end is awesome. The way they ended that movie with the dance—that's so awesome. I, how yeah, can you we- hate that? I know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I know so you don't I'm, hate the dance. I don't hate the dance. I'm very happy Cap got his freaking life that he wanted all this time. I just. I know. You know how. Was you know. Asking a lot of the universe to give him that under those circumstances. Right. But just the way. It, I. Another, you know, and we'll, and I guess we can kind of wrap it up on this uh, fittingly is that. One thing I loved about this movie was I loved that it began and ended completely unlike any other of the Marvel movies. I love that it began with the cold open with Hawkeye with his family. Mm-hmm. There was no dun, 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 dun. there was no it was just the cold open mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh shit, we're it's already totally in different it." We're in it. No vibe and no music, nothing, just silence, just being out there, you know. And and then Again, they still don't go. They go. They use "Dear Mr. Fantasy" by by Steve Winwood in Traffic, mm-hmm. you know, which was like, oh wow, that's that's kind of heavy, you know, because I know obviously I know that song. I'm into that shit, and I was just like, wow, and I got the meaning right away because I know the words. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, it kind of fits the. It's about like Mr. Fantasy, like do 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 something to take away all our grief and sorrow. Can you? Can you play? Can you do some magical thing to make mm-hmm. us forget all this sorrow? I was like, wow, that was a cool choice. And then ending, unlike, you know, any other movie, ending with that old timey 1940s movie, you know, or, or music and them just dancing. And then it just ends on that note and they keep playing the music. And I'm like, wow. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like one of the biggest action blockbusters of all time began and ended with such an untypical you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it was so fucking classy <laughs> and it, you know you see movies where they the the ending of the movie has this totally different vibe and you're like why would you go with that ending and this right. one you're like you definitely had to go with that ending because that was fucking Fuck yeah. awesome and you know, you know <laughs> and here and meg because you never finished it but Vito, I don't even know if you even thought about this. And you know what makes that ending even fucking better? Because mm. it's the same way it ends with Sadie dancing 
with what's yes. his face at the end of 112263 dance into the old 1940s yeah, song yeah. them finally getting their dance their last dance and their da, 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 da. it's the same way that fucking book ends and that book is the fucking bomb drop it <laughs> and it's one of the best endings of a book i've ever read and they ganked that shit for the end Fuck of fucking yeah. avengers endgame boom <laughs> one <laughs> done Yep. I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. It didn't occur to me even the first time I saw it. It was later. I was like, wait a minute. This is the same way 112263 ends with Jake and Sadie yeah, dancing yeah. at the dance with the old music. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that makes it even better. <laughs> so, anyway, we all kind of here at the table, we all have sort of like similar but different opinions about this movie varying on different things some things we agree on some stuff we kind of don't something. right but what i think we can probably all agree on is that so much of this movie this is not the kind of movie even though it's an ending of a phase it's not an ending it's not an ending this is a setup it's a for, rebirth yeah it's a <laughs> setup for what's going to come to come to a head later and i think that even for you with things that you don't like things mm -hmm. that for me, for things that I didn't like about this movie, Vito liked almost everything about the yeah, movie. Pretty much. <laughs> I think that, but a, you know, let's just say even if it's not a matter of like or dislike, but questions yeah. that mm -hmm. you're left with, like, yes. well, what does this mean? What's this going to, I think that it's the kind of thing that we're going to have to revisit later. Once whether, we know more. whether it's on the podcast or I'm sure we'll be talking, of course, about the future movies and everything. But we'll yeah, I think that this is going to still some of the jury is going to be out on some of these things until we see what it leads to, mm -hmm. because it's not the ending. This isn't the final chapter. This is the end of Infinity War. It's the end of this section of the book. And now we're heading into this section of the book. And, you know. Mm -hmm. There's things. So it'll be interesting to see what we think about it. But anyway, I think that's it. We've talked about two hours, almost two hours. Yeah. An hour more than we wow. planned. Yeah, whatever. It's what we do. You know what? I mean, in all honesty, I'm putting this out there because I know there's people that asked and said we want to hear it. I know people say, oh, it's kind of long. You guys do stuff that's too long. Hey, look, you know. Again, we tried. We, tr I mean, you know, <laughs> there's a reason there. There's a pause function, and we can put chapters in it and stuff like that for make it easier. But a movie of this magnitude that's kind of ending a a like we said, ending a whole chapter that was 22 pieces long. That's insane. It's it's <laughs> it's hard to just wrap that all up in you know 45 minutes or something. There's just too much to talk about. Mm -mm. But now we can move on. And move on, we're going to do because, yeah, now we're going into uh, June and we're going to have all sorts of new uh, things coming out for the show. We're going to have new features that we got to get working on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, got to, you know, so it's kind of cool. This is kind of like a cool way to sort of like wrap up our first year because we started putting things out in May mm, that's of true. 2018. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the first things we ever did was the movie review of, uh, Infinity, of War. Infinity Wars. So to kind of cap it off with a full movie review of, uh, you know, Endgame, you know, just give us our two hours, motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> just, 
Especially since everything that we're going to have, well, not everything, but a lot of what we're going to have coming out next month starting this summer is going to be a little bit more compressed mm-hmm. and concise. Digestible. Yeah, yes. this, the segments we're going to be doing, Vito's segments, Megan's segments, my segments. We're still going to be doing segments together as a group and mm-hmm. everything. And we'll be crossing over in each other's segments as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. most we'll cross of, segment, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cross-pollination. Um <laughs> But they're going to be a lot shorter. Uh, they're going to be, we're going to make a concerted effort due to the nature of them that they're going to be a little bit easier to digest in small pieces. So for you guys that go, ah, I don't have two hours. Well, don't worry. We've got some cool stuff coming up. Got something planned for you. Yep. So if you're interested, make sure to subscribe and click the notification bell. Yes, please. I know some of you might be listening to this audio cast thing that I'm going to put up on YouTube with some pictures and all that bullshit like I usually do for the audio only uh, podcast. But uh, for you guys that are listening to this on Stitcher and Podbean and iTunes, iTunes, whatever you're listening to it on. Yeah, Spotify, especially. We're on Spotify, folks. Yeah. Easy, easy peasy to listen to on there. Just Lemon squeezy. It. Yep. <laughs> uh, make sure you not only that you like add us, you know, uh, uh, follow us on there and everything. Please like w- rate us, leave reviews, click little hearts and whatever. We need that kind of stuff. It's, I know it's so easy to just kind of. Not do it. Not do it because you're just you're not sitting there thinking about it. But boy, oh boy, when you do it, it it helps us tremendously. And we like to know you're out there. Mm-hmm. And we need to know you're out there. Otherwise, it's like, why the fuck are we doing this? Well, we do this to entertain ourselves, ourselves too. Yeah. But yeah, we just love ourselves. <laughs> three three Tony Starks here. <laughs> well, a couple of Tony Starks and a and a Captain Marvel. You know, because she's yeah, she's go. pretty pleased with herself too. That's true. <laughs> she 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 likes herself quite a bit. So. But anyway, all right, we will be back soon with more stuff. So uh, check it out now. Funk Podcasters, assemble. Do you think anybody heard him when he whispered assemble? Yeah. Yeah, you think yeah. so? What think about it, like the guys all the way in the back? Did they hear him? <laughs> wait, wait, Tony, we're uh, Captain, what, what should we do? And then everybody else is in the bed. Oh, wait. Okay, here we go. No, so did you say it? Did you say it? <laughs> oh, he must have said it. We got to go. I think the important per- people heard it. All the main Avengers were gathered around him, you know. So. And how awesome was it when he fucking says, hey, Cap, on your left. I'm yes. Like, I was like, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was so awesome. Anyway. Right, how they seriously. start my favorite movie, you know, on your left. Ah. Anyway. All right. See, that's we're going to keep talking about yeah. it. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>